I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find this show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So I have a question for you. As always, I'm always ready. Have you had a job where they had you go on like a team building outing? Not a job. I had, I was going on a missions trip years ago and we had to do a weekend uh, team building, but never for a job. Tell me about what was that? What was that, that missions training? What kind of team building exercises or things did you do? Um, well, they, I mean, they got us introduced as to what we're going to be doing on the trip and just to get the team acquainted with each other, we'd have to do, you know, group activities. So one of them was, um, you're separated into two groups. Someone's got appointed the leader and everyone else will be blindfolded. And the leader has to instruct the whole team on building a tent. I hate that. I hated it so much. I just, I just didn't like it, and we failed <laughs> miserably. <laughs> I mean, I start. I, I hate it because of the whole camping theme. Oh, we've discussed well, my distaste for camping, but I, you know. I just don't get that. I really don't get that. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I'm, it's not like I'm ever going to be able to persuade you enough to come camping sometime. Like, it's just not going to happen, is it? No. I mean, here's the thing. Camping, like if there's a cabin involved, which means that there's like, you know, amenities and uh, a shower and a toilet and electricity and a stove and all that stuff, I'm in. But if it's like in a tent sleeping on the ground and like worrying about like having to put like food in the tree to protect it from bears from getting at it, I'm out. No. You don't always have to put it in trees. Uh. (laughs) that's not the tree thing is not the thing that keeps me away from it anyway (laughs) i have gone on a team building outings Mm -hmm. there's there's uh one of the regular ones that that my work has done over the last few years is um we've gone camping like not camping camping but like to like a kid's sleepaway camp (laughs) okay yeah and we basically take over the sleepaway camp for like a weekend. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> think about this. You are assigned a cabin mm-hmm. with a number of other people. 
likely you don't know them that well because they're probably not on your team. And then it's always social and and going. So you can't escape. Um, From the time you arrive, it's, it's like, hang out, let's do this. And it's not like you can just sort of like slink away anywhere because if you go to the cabin, there's nothing to do there. Yeah. And besides that, it's not like the beds at these things are particularly comfortable. It's like a thin layer of material that's like children can sleep on, but grownups cannot. <laughs> Were they bunk beds? Yes. <laughs> not only bunk beds, but like wood. So you've got this thin layer of material and then under that like hardwood. Oh. And you throw a you throw a, a, a sleeping bag on top of that and good luck. So at the at the beginning they probably break out some 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 alcohol which of course is not my favorite thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And everybody's sort of hanging out and then when you reach your limit there's nowhere to go. And the next day it starts all over again. So you're there for like two nights. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't stop, right? Oh yeah, no, constantly partying. <laughs> yes, of just partying or like exercises and things like that and so there is nowhere to escape to as an introvert. And what sort of like activities were you doing that required a, a camp, a sleepaway camp? It was just supposed to be a fun thing. It's not like it required it. It was a fun thing. Like, let's go away. <laughs> More often, team like there are team building exercises where we go and we play, you know, archery tag or something. And those are those are a little bit easier because it's for a finite period of time. Mm-hmm. And there's the activity which takes precedence over socializing. Those are much easier to deal with. Right. Right. For the camping one, you're in a bus for several hours as you go to the campground and then you have to find your thing and then you camp and then it's like dinner. And then it's like, it's, there's never a place to escape to. And I have a thing generally when people are drinking is that I reach my, my saturation point and then I go home. Oh yeah. Like you, oh, yeah, you'd have to. Except that there is no home to go to. There's just a bunk bed. It's just a bunk bed with people I don't know. Oh. And, I, you know, the thing is that I get that, that you know, most people really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's a nice thing to do to take the take the staff away for like a weekend and, and let's do something fun. It's just very difficult for me as an introvert to get through that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like... I can see maybe coworkers maybe amongst themselves planning a weekend away, but like to take a whole department essentially, or even like just a small collective of people in the the whole workplace going, I think that's asking a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that does ask a lot. And especially if it's not absolutely necessary, it's just as a means of reward. I mean, that's uh, that reward doesn't really work for everyone in this case. No, but it's sort of another example of how companies uh, have an expectation that there's the extrovert default, right? Right. You're going to be outgoing. You're going to be friendly. You're going to want to hang out after work. You're going to want to do social things with the rest of your team. All of these things that have become the norm, Mm -hmm. but they are very trying for the introvert. Now, in some cases, some of these things like, you know, when, for example, archery tag, that's great. Uh, going to the rec room, for example, that's great. You can sort of escape and like, like play a game, and nobody's going to bother you while you're playing the game or whatever. But there's always like that. Hey, we're going to we're going to have lunch. Everybody socialize. We're having drinks. Come over and socialize, which is always like a little bit of a, a trying time. Yeah, you know, 
and I again, I I love that I work for a company that wants us to have fun. It's just that those kinds of things, there's a lot of pressure to participate, mm -hmm. to be a team player and to participate in it. And it's not quite fair to expect the the introvert to get as much out of it as the extrovert. Right. Have you ever had any of those team building weekends where it has been purely just we're working on building ourselves up as a, as a team? Like, have you ever had to do any of those games? I mean, yes, that's usually part of it. There's usually right. some kind of exercise. There's usually a speaker. There's usually some kind of social exercise. But a lot of it is trying to get us to to get to know each other better, to hang out, to um, to to become more of uh, uh, you know a team. And right. so there's there while there are exercises and specific games in a lot of cases, just like, let's try to have fun, but as a group. Right. Oh, so consider the idea that it's like you're going to, in some ways, like your work Christmas party. Mm -hmm. But for a weekend. Uh, yeah, see, I've always been lucky enough that I work for companies where they just the team building is sort of done on your own time. Mm -hmm. And thankfully they've all been really awesome. I've always had a great team to work with. I've never had to have that experience of going away for a weekend, except for like, again, the missions trip, but we were only there for like, you know, nine to three um, Saturday and Sunday. And then that was right. it. Right? right. And then, you know, everyone kind of kept to themselves. We weren't having to be forced into socializing, which I was very thankful for. Yeah. Wonderful people. Absolutely great. I just, I just, I see the point, but it's so, you can just tell this was cultivated by extroverts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's, it, it, I mean, I think that there's a lot more companies that do this kind of like social outing. Mm -hmm. whether it's a after work, we all get to get, we're all, we're all getting together on Thursdays and there's like, we're going to have drinks together. And it's, there's an expectation that everybody is going to participate in that. Right. Or there's a, you know, a semi regular, like we're going out as a team and that's fine. Cause that's, that tends to be activity based. Let's go out for an afternoon and we're going to go and play, you know, archery tag, or we're going to go to the sky zone or whatever and play on trampolines or whatever. And that's that's all well and good, but there are all kinds of extra. There are all kinds of of other ones where it's it's a lot about like the social aspect, which again you can like your coworkers as much as as the next person, but there's going to be that difficulty of of sort of the enforced socialization that you can't really walk away from. Ah, oh, take them out for lunch, <laughs> have lunch catered, something right. Mm. I don't know. Like, again, I've never had to been subjected to this. Like, I just, and I use the word subjected very carefully. I, I mean, again, I see the merit in it. Another another one is that they would um, um, take the company up to Blue Mountain mm -hmm. for a day. And so you're driving up to Blue Mountain for a couple of hours and then you get there. And if you're not skiing and I wish I, I sometimes wish I skied because then I'd be like, ah, solitude. Um, and like I would ski, but at this point I've never skied and I'm really afraid of breaking a hip. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of uh, social activities that are, that are also planned. Like, uh, you know, go for lunch with the team and then like go and do this thing, go to the spa and hang out with your team or go to this and that. And it, it becomes very, 
um, trying because you were going to you you don't get to decide when you leave. Right. You're you're there and you are going to be there until the bus goes at, at whatever time that is. Oof. Oh, then it's a long drive back with everybody. <laughs> That's right. So you're already yep. at the end of your <laughs> at the end of your socializing <laughs> batteries and then you have to get on the bus and. And you're still socializing the whole way back. Yeah, it's like it's equivalent to when we used to be, you know, in like elementary school and you'd go to like the, you know, trip on the bus and everyone is like yelling and screaming all at once, except it starts going into show tunes after a little while. I wish that that my outings with my team when we were on the bus would 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 devolve into show tunes, because at least then I'm in for that. But I have noticed that any time that you put a number of adults on a bus, they are immediately anywhere from nine to twelve years old for at least a brief period of time. <laughs> oh yeah, you see some interesting colors come out. Oh yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on, back up there, just just yes. back up. It's it's another thing I'm learning about you. Okay, what? Would you participate in a sing along? Yes. Really? Um, probably yes. Okay. That's different from karaoke, though. I mean, right? No, That's no, like yeah, everybody's sure. singing, right? Yeah. Everyone's in on it. It's totally cool. And yeah, I just, I, I've just got this great picture of you in my head now, just bopping along to some Hamilton. In in your mind, I was like that killjoy who refused to sing along with some of the best show tunes that that have been created. Bef- yes, but now, now that I've got this new image, I've got this. LARPing, singing, Phil, and it just—it is a great image in my head, and I, I so wish I could animate this into something. I am—I am so concerned with the fact that your initial <laughs> image of me was at such a sourpuss, <laughs> some joyless, scowling sourpuss who would refuse to sing along in a in in a, in some kind of like group sing along time. Well, I'm a little concerned. You don't like camping. I'm I'm a little concerned here. <laughs> but that doesn't that has nothing to do with fun. Oh, au contraire. <laughs> I don't know. You you got bigger things to worry about now with a larping singing fill in my head. It's it's just you can't uh, get the, you can't rob me of this. I I'm not t- I'm not trying to. I'm just a little concerned that you thought I was so joyless. Well, not anymore. Well, one thing that I would say, I'm just going to go back to this camping thing again, because you have to remember that I'm allergic to most everything outdoors. Mm, Okay. All right. Which is why the idea of camping never really appealed. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't like to get, I don't like to get dirty and I don't, I don't, I don't like to sleep on the ground. Uh, Anyway, there's so many, so many things, but anyway. I can respect it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're not going to leave it alone, but you can respect it. I will respect it for now. (laughs) (laughs) Then we asked on social media, we said, have you ever had to go on a team building outing for work? For some introverts, this kind of forced socialization can be difficult, especially because this kind of event is often done in large groups. Have you gone on an outing like this? What are your survival tips and tricks? Deborah says, yes, 
And as a mega super introvert, my best advice is to help plan so you know the upcoming agenda and don't end up in a trust fall or potato sack race. Oh, please, God, no. And surprised in the moment. I always did that as well as help do menial tasks like set up and clean up so that I had an excuse to get away when I was on people overload. Oh, yeah, Deborah, absolutely. If I can get on the planning side of it, I, I will be much happier. I at least have some sense of control over it. Well, that's sort of like a return to that suggestion that we saw in a couple of the party episodes, which was to um, to 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 help clean up or to help um, uh, put things together, to help set up, to give yourself that purpose to to to, you know, to give you a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sue says, OMG, kill me now. They were awful. I used to travel for work, repping my dance companies around the world and with other groups of agents at trade conferences. Again, constant togetherness. Her suggestions. One, own hotel room if possible. And if not, set times with your roommate about when you can each have the space to yourselves for a couple of hours. Hmm. Two, pick and choose the things you want to go to. Dinner, yes. The club afterwards, no. Three. Another agent I knew had a rule never to sit with the rest of the staff on the plane or there or back. Ditto separate rides to and from the airport. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree with that. Uh, uh, sitting on the plane there and back separately. Yeah. Yeah. I have got to say that own hotel room is a must. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A must. Like, if if there's going to be group activities, if I cannot have my own space to go to at the end of it. I'm, 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 it's terrible. And like, how do you have that conversation with someone too? Right. Well, it's hard. Like it's hard. It's again, if you're with a, with a coworker and they don't get the introvert thing, it's difficult to say, okay, when we're done for the day, I need the hours between four and six in the room by myself. Can you, can you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely though. The, um, the very much picking and choosing the things that you're going to do, because there's a lot of pressure to do as many things as possible, especially if there's travel involved, mm-hmm. but you need that time to recover from any social stuff. So dinner is fine, but Oh God, shoot me. If there's like a going to a club or something after that. Oh yeah, no, but like take it. Like, I mean, if you decide not to go to the club and you happen to have a hotel roommate, then at least you have the room to yourself for a few hours then. That would sure. be the part, at least. And then again, sure. you don't have to go to the club because who wants to go to a club? Yeah. And hopefully your roommate does not come trumpeting into the room with a bunch of people after the club. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Tara says, I actively avoid team outings. They are painful. The rare time I cannot avoid them, I minimize my time there and usually stick with the one or two people I know best. Okay. Yeah. Playing it safe. Uh, Josh says, I just don't attend. If I must, I make sure I have a job to do. (laughs) So back to being on the organization committee. Yeah. Josh knows where it's at. (laughs) Josh does indeed know where it's at. And my favorite, Sarah says, no big deal. I just call in sick that day. <laughs> Good job, Sarah. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm into that one. 
Uh, I went over onto ye old internet. Mm-hmm. It did not have much to say specifically on introverts surviving the team building mm. activities. Mm. There was a lot of discussion about introverts planning and introverts, you know, in the workspace and building mm. teams, but there was nothing about the actual outing. Um, mm. The only point I found was facilitators in, in planning for introverts. I, I, I just, I pulled out because I actually found that a little interesting. Uh, it was from Science of People, and it's how to conduct team building activities. And the point that they had for introverts was prepare them. Extroverts almost always are down for a bonding activity, whereas introverts often need a little bit of prep time. If you want to do one of these team bonding activities in a meeting or in a day-long workshop, send out an email ahead of time with the agenda. This lets introverts know you will be having bonding activities. And if you decide to go deep and use some personal conversation starters below, then you might consider sending those ahead of time for introverts to prepare. And I would like to add, as me, not the article, it's it's more important as well not just to send the agenda, but also just to give people the, and it's the invitation to participate. Invite in making sure that everyone knows they should come to this. There are activities that may be a little bit outside the comfort zone. You're invited to participate. It's not going to be mandatory. There are ways to build a team without forcing everyone to participate. I I, I think if mm-hmm. I'm reading this mm-hmm. right, I think it's also just important to um, to make sure that the day is broken up in such a way that it is not constantly in a group right you know understand that that if you want your ex your introverts to feel comfortable they need to be free to get away Mm -hmm. at some point and if they don't feel free to get away then they are going to shut down they're not going to participate well so if it's always like, okay, so we do a group and then everybody goes out and we have coffee for five, 15 minutes. And then everybody goes back in the room. Don't leave because we might, we're having some games during the coffee break. Like if it's anything like that, you're just going to alienate your introverts more. Oh yeah, absolutely. The introvert needs the opportunity to get out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last article I found was on teambonding.com. And I just, I just love the title of it. I hate team building icebreaker games for introverts and skeptics. Oh, nice. (laughs) It was very, very right in there. (laughs) They had five tips. There were five tips. uh, Number one being with their lower threshold for stimulation, some of your introverts will not enjoy rowdy, chaotic activities. To manage this balance, Balance your programs and build up to games that are more exuberant. Don't force this kind of energy on a cold room. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I do too. Like you don't want, you can't expect everybody to jump in with, I don't know, like a trust fall or something. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, you know, maybe in an actor's studio, you can start with like a really fun warm up game because it's, it's sort of expected, but I don't know with, <laughs> in a, in a non-theatrical sense, it just would seem a little a little strange to start off that way. Yeah, in a workplace, you're not going to get people playing zip zap zap very easily yeah, right off the top. So. <laughs> no. Number two, many people do not like being asked to reveal information about their personal lives to their workmates. 
Whilst one person can regale the room with their story of a recent heartbreak or bereavement, many more prefer to keep a strong boundary around their personal lives with workmates. When you choose an introduction game below, consider giving permission to keep people on safe ground. Fair enough, but I feel like that could go around to extroverts as well, that you don't have to share that personal information. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are extroverts that don't necessarily want to share their entire work life history with their coworkers. Um, that sort of thing. I don't know if you're going to, if you're, you really treading on dangerous ground. If you're trying to um, get team members in a work situation to talk about um, too many personal things, like there's no way that anybody should, should, should have to talk about that. And quite frankly, as somebody who does silo my personal life and my work life, I'm not interested in that. I mean, that's not, it shouldn't be the aim of the game, really. It should no. just be building camaraderie amongst your, your teammates, right? So everyone has that sense of, you know, how, how do you accomplish a project throughout the year? And these tomb building exercises are helped to create that camaraderie and build it up. So that way your, your work yeah. life can succeed together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it you should never nobody should ever feel like they have to reveal something very personal because not everybody is going to want to. And that would actually really piss me off if it was like, well, you have to tell us something personal. I might my my angry rebellious side might come out and I could be like, well, here's what I'm going to tell you that's really personal. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, I would so want to say that, but I don't like <laughs> Could you sing it? Could you maybe sing it out for me? I Maybe. I don't know. Not right now, though. All right, fine. Not right now. Number three. Following on from this point is also allow for planning and know you are planning a simple introduction style icebreaker. Perhaps warn them ahead of time so they can plan their response. Okay. Yes, of course. Let everyone know that they're going to be introducing themselves and icebreakers mm-hmm. are totally reasonable. I would I would say one of the things that that we do with new employees at work is we make them do two truths and a lie. Oh, that's a good. But we one. tell them we tell them in advance. It's like one of the first things on your first day. Somebody's going to say, "Look, on Friday, you're going to be expected to tell everybody two truths and a lie." So start thinking about that now. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Oh, I really like that. All right, number four. Some introverts won't like tasks where people touch each other. I have found that with a warmed up group, holding or touching hands for a short period is okay, but some people resist touching beyond that. Take great care planning breaks like group massages, being in close personal space, or games where more than hands need to touch. I shuddered reading that. I want to find out like who is planning a work team building exercises where there are massages. I just, I just don't like that. No. I, I don't like it. No. It's bad enough that we did that in theater school, but I'm done. Like, no, if it's like, all right, so we're going to sit in a circle and give the person in front of you a massage. I'm going to be like, no, not my coworkers. <laughs> not, not, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and lastly, number five, large groups are overwhelming for introverts, but smaller groups are okay. So split a large group into subgroups and encourage those small groups to build rapport and relationships rather than expecting a large group to connect. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I do think that, that it's important for people who are planning this sort of thing to, to take into account. What is, 
what is consider if if it's an extrovert planning the event, what is an introvert friendly small group? Because mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't know be like, okay, we're going to get a small group. It's going to be ten people. Well, for me, that's still too many people. Yeah, that's that's still a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen there. Did we learn anything? Do we learn anything about this? Is there Um I learned that should the event come up, I am going to take extra care of myself. And I think I need a month leading up to it that much advance uh, because it sounds horrible. But yeah. but being positive, I'd be very excited to team build with my coworkers and to have that rapport while also showing them my boundaries. Yeah, I just want to know that my boundaries are welcome, that like. Just because it's a team building exercise, I don't have to give up the fact or like try to hide the fact that I am an introvert. Right. I don't want to be forced into a position where for however long it is that I have to pretend that I'm great in a group and that I'm going to be talking to people because that's not going to work and I'm not going to last long. And by the time the day ends, I'm going to be angry. Right. So it's important, I think, that that we know what's happening through the day not a oh don't worry we'll tell you on the day like i want to know so that i can plan out and try to recharge my batteries at some point what is the schedule for the day mm-hmm. so that i can then like make sure that i have time to do the recharge that i need that's fair honestly that that's more than fair and i think that is something that more facilitators should be taking into account for that everyone is different not everyone wants to just jump into a room with other people and just get this thing going. And it just, it's, it's too much sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think that's more than fair, especially with building a team. I think that's imperative to understand that about your coworkers mm-hmm. is their social boundaries is how they work. And it just, I think that builds for a stronger, a stronger work community. Mm-hmm.